Very good. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm good. So tell me, early in the morning, I maybe wake up at 9 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. It's it's always good. I mean, I always wake up at this time anyway, so it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, it's still looking sleepy, but you know, like as if it's woken. I always look like this. Don't worry. I'm pretty casual with my podcast appearances relative to my, my, uh, my video. Yeah. So how did you start all this? Uh, the speech, motivation, and everything. How was the journey? How did you begin? Yeah, absolutely. So, so when I was in university, what happened is I used to do these things called case competitions. So think of it like professional sports, but for nerds. So other guys my age were playing cricket or or football or something else i was doing presentations that's what i did competitively for three years i presented over 500 times coached a bunch of people on public speaking and then when i joined the corporate world and i wanted to be you know an executive or do things like that i asked myself a very different question which is how do i make a big impact in the world and i realized that a lot of the content on youtube was really bad it's terrible you hear a lot of bad advice like, oh, you know, like picture everyone in their underpants or, you know, be yourself. And I'm just like, what do you do with this stuff? So I started making videos in my basement. One thing led to another and here we are today. Okay. But I saw a post where you said that it, uh, like you had shifted uh, to a lot of cities or something like that. And uh, because of French, you couldn't speak the language and something like that. Was it uh, because of the childhood experiences that led you into, you know, motivational speaking? Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a great point. So, so I'm born and raised in a city called Montreal in Canada. And like you mentioned, French is a required language there. So when I was five years old, my parents looked at me and they said, well, Brandon, uh, you're going to have to learn French, buddy. So we're going to send you to French school. So not only was I uncomfortable presenting in general, like most of us, I had to present in a language I didn't even know. So th- that's definitely been a struggle for me. But I think the, the story to that, the message, that if I could master presentation in a language I didn't know, imagine what you could do with public speaking. So what is your advice for public speaking? Someone who, like, I'm a little introvert. I won't say I'm shy, but I'm introvert. So what is the tip that you give for a person who is taking uh, interviews or maybe a presentation like I've heard if you are presenting if you want to sell something then you have to have a story attached to it like some personal sentiment attached to it then only it will sell is that true yeah so, so there's two parts to that so you asked me about interviews and presentations so interviews what you want to do is simple do what I call the question drill so the question drill is you get a group of friends or people that are critical to ask you hundreds of questions about your presentation. Hey, Mary, did you think about this? Can you go to this slide? Think about that, blah, blah, blah. So what happens is you get bombarded with 100 to 150 questions. So when you get to the actual interview, there isn't a question you can't answer anymore. Think of me on podcast. When I was on my first podcast, I'm just sitting here thinking, why are they asking me questions about my life? This is so weird. But after you do a, a lot of shows, there isn't a question you can't answer anymore because they're not going to ask you what your favorite color is, right? It's just, it's not going to happen, right? So just a question drill. Ask yourself hundreds of questions. Get people to just drill you for a couple of hours. That's easy. Presentations. 
there's a couple of things. But I would say the easiest thing people can implement tomorrow is to understand how to practice. Most people don't know how to practice public speaking. They work on a presentation for two days, they present it, they go on to the next presentation. Whereas the best speakers in the world only present one or two things, but they do it hundreds of times. They present it so many times that it's perfect. So my advice to people is you want to present the same thing two, 300 times, and that's what's really going to make you a top 1% speaker. Right. So how do you, uh, like, suppose if somebody is giving a speech, or if I'm giving a speech and I stammer in between, what do I do? If I forget everything, it goes blank, it happens. So what is your advice for that? Right. So, so in my opinion, from what I've seen, it usually doesn't happen if you give the same presentation 50 times. What happens in that situation, Mary, is that happens when it's your first or second time presenting it, and then you're there like, oh no, like what's my content? What am I supposed to do here? But when you do this 50 times, the same presentation over and over and over again, these blanks don't happen anymore. And if they do, they happen a lot less than, than usual. So my advice is pick a problem that you can easily solve for somebody, something you're really good at. So maybe for you, how to do a podcast or something, or this very podcast. And then you make a presentation around that. It's something you're comfortable with. It's something that you're an expert in. And as you get really good at that presentation, that gives you the confidence to present anything better. Why do you hate cue cards? I've seen it like you hate cue cards. Why is that? Yeah, I definitely hate cue cards. I think they're a waste of time for people who are good at speaking. And the reason is because they create a barrier. So let's say I was speaking to you right now and I had a cue card. Uh, give me one second, Mary. Let me just read my cue card to see what answer I have. What happens is as I take a cue card, I create a barrier between you and me. I say, give me two seconds. And I start looking at this and I was like, hey, I thought you were talking to me. Right? I thought we were having a conversation. That is true at scale in presentations. So I only recommend cue cards if you're the bottom 1% of speakers. If you're just getting started and you're deathly afraid, you can't even say a word, then use cue cards. But that's not true for most people. Most people can say a couple of sentences and speak for three minutes without cue cards, without panicking. So my advice is ditch them because most people who use them don't need them. Uh, so like I said, for brands, like, is it important to have like a backstory or something emotionally connected with the product if you want to tell it and seen it in two, three posts? Like, yeah, absolutely. I think Simon Sinek talks a lot about this. It's this idea of most people talk about the what and the how. This is what I do right here. You know, this is my service. How do I do it? This is how I do the service. But most people don't talk about why they do the service. So as you noticed, when I, give, when I give a podcast interview, I'm not talking about the what or the how of my services. I'm only talking about the why. Why did I start this? Why do I believe it's important? So then people who are interested in the services after. So in my opinion, back to Simon's point, I think it's important for brands and organizations to think about the reason why they do what they do and to communicate it in such a way that the people who need to hear it do. So then, uh, like, I really want to know why, uh, what is your journey till now? How did it carry on till the uh, YouTube you have written that 
don't burn the bridges like instead reinforce them so what is that like shouldn't we like stay away from negative people or all those kind of things what is the thought behind it yeah absolutely i i think the way that i that i think about you know my success and everything i've accomplished in life is this idea of how many or how do you know how to build relationships long term you know if every if i've looked at everything that i've done i would say the the number one most important thing is building the right key relationships i just got lucky that my best friend was one of the best videographers in the city i got lucky that i was i was friends with a tiktok artist who sells paintings on celebrities for like 10000 but charges me a little money for you know for what i do uh, for thumbnails and helping me out with the design so I think the key is building relationships with the right people. And what most people don't do is they don't add enough value into the system. So they don't have access to people like that. So those people I've known years before I started Master Talk. But when it was time for me when I had the idea, I had the right people to talk to. Whereas if I was just the taker and I was just trying to make everything transactional, you know, oh, what can I get from Mary today? What can I get from Bob today? What can I get from Well, what I need a favor, what I need something important, they probably won't help me right they probably won't assist me so i think the advice i have for people is you need to ask yourself always for the people that are adding value to your life for the people who are making your life better what is the one action what is the one thing that you can do for them that makes them feel more valued so one thing i did with with my family is i wrote my family love letters for their birthdays handwritten so i spent a couple of hours just writing letters why because it shows that i value the relationship right so for everyone who's listening you want to be doing those kinds of things too and it doesn't cost you any money you have also mentioned that you spend 10 hours uh, learning something new maybe 2 hours a day learning through audio podcasts is it necessary like for people if they want to be successful like i'm asking not for me but maybe there are people who don't do it so is it helpful Yeah for sure I I think it really depends what your goals are but I would say in general if you want to be more intelligent the key is to learn from more perspectives I always tell people this try and learn from the the one person you don't want to hear from So for me that's probably like some celebrity in like a rich city that I don't want to talk to I make it an, I make an effort to listen to their stuff and to figure out what can I learn from that person's perspective And what podcasting allows you to do is it allows you to quickly evaluate different people and their perspectives. So let's say you don't like me. Let's say you listen to me and you're like, "Man, this person is not interesting." Well, that's great because you only wasted 30 minutes of your life. So you could go to the next person. But if I did add value, what's going to happen is you're going to watch all of my videos, you're going to follow up with me, you're going to do different things. So what 10 hours of podcasting a week allows me to do is it allows me to look at how 25 30 people are living their life and to pick the most interesting people and only follow those people so that's the benefit of podcasting and it doesn't matter what your goals are you just pick the right heroes for the right goals have you ever given a motivational talk or a speech while feeling low yourself inside has it happened ever you you mean a speech on self esteem yeah uh, like any speech but then you yourself are feeling low but you have given a motivational speech to an audience or maybe someone else oh that's interesting where like i was explaining something motivational but i was feeling pretty bad at that moment is that what you mean 
So if I'm being honest, that actually has never happened before. The reason it hasn't is not because I don't get sad sometimes, not because I don't get scared sometimes. That's not it. It's because I care so much about the audience, care so much about serving them, that any fear or any of my insecurities disappear the day of the presentation. So my advice for people here is you really want to focus on this idea of why am I giving this presentation in the first place? Is it to be more famous? Is it to get more people to like me? Or is it to make a difference that matters? And if it's to make a difference that matters, the fear doesn't matter anymore. The only thing that matters is giving the best possible speech that you can. And you have also mentioned you've maintained eye contact. Uh, like if you're feeling low uh, in confidence, you're not confident. So if you maintain an eye contact, the person will actually listen to you. Absolutely, I agree. Eye contact is everything. And the advice I have for people is what I call the long stare. Go talk to someone that you love, look at them for three minutes straight and don't say anything. Let's see how how long you last. Okay. So before we can end this, before I take any more of your time, can you give a quick speech, a quick motivation speech on the spot? Okay, how about let's let's make things simpler. I, I have an exercise that I recommend people to do that I call the random word exercise. So basically what you do is you take a random word and you just give a speech out of it, right? So what I'll do for this po- podcast, Mary, why don't you give me a random word and I'll, and I'll do a presentation out of thin air. I'll give you the word love. Love, okay, cool. That's interesting. Okay, so this is what I would say for love. Love is an emotion, is a feeling that means different things for different people. Some people look at love and imagine this romantic journey in a relationship. Other people look at love and say, wow, I can't believe that she's right next to me. And some people look at love as family love, as friendship love. Love is a beautiful feeling, however you interpret it. But love is also something that we all need. If we push for more love, if we try and be more lovable, if we spread more joy to everyone around us, maybe the world will just be a lot better to live in. So I encourage you all today as you listen to this show and as you listen to what I say, that don't just look at love from one perspective. Learn to love in all perspectives because it's those perspectives that will allow you to live a very rich and multidimensional life. So that's just a random thing. So you just pick random words, practice this every day, and you'll be speaking like me in no time. <laughs> I'll try. But I saw the tones also. You have put a lot of stress in certain words. So it sounds like as if you are kind of influencing the person who's listening to it. So is it necessary, the tone of your voice, you know, on certain prediction maybe? Yeah, tone definitely matters. But I think what I'll say for this podcast, Mary, I don't recommend you focus on tones at the beginning because most people are listening and probably beginners. What I do with tones is very advanced because I do it like because I've done this for five, six years now. So so my opinion is you want to start with the little stuff, watch all the videos, watch the master talk stuff, get better incrementally. And then you could focus on tones when you're really confident as a speaker. Okay, so that was very nice talking to you. And hope you get well soon. (laughs) And have a good morning and a great day. Thank you so much for being on my show. It was lovely. Uh, Hope your journey is great. Thank you. Of, Of course, Mary. Wishing you a happy evening as well. Yeah. Thank you.
Take care.